Mercy and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. There's no place like Tara, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we are going over I'm stalling you. Episode 118. <laughs> Episode 118. <laughs> we're stalling because Grace's notes are stalling us. My notes are not loading. Today we're going over season six, episode eight, the other guy, aka not the other guys, <laughs> aka. I had another AKA and it's been a really long morning. <laughs> Grace need coffee. No, oh crap. AKA, It'll come in the middle of this and I'm just going to blurt it out. That's fine. Well, the other podcasts name their episodes in the middle of the episode anyway. Sure, that works. Just AKA who I would be. Like, <laughs> if I was in Stargates. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Um, so the other guys first aired on August 2nd, 2002. Uh, it was written by Damon Kindler, who is a new player enters the ring in terms of writing. A new challenger has appeared. But he's kind of an old challenger. Uh, he's just new to writing for the series. He's actually been a creative consultant for the show since the start. Uh, what was his name again? Uh, Damian Kindler. A wild Damian appears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm dead. Throw your Pokeball! <laughs> I know nothing about Pokemon. I'm assuming that was right? Yeah, it's pretty close. Okay, yeah. good. My extent of Pokemon is when I put Pokemon Go That's for very, yeah. the month that everyone did. I, I, yeah, I played a lot of Pokemon until we got a Stormy, and then I was like, I can't play and watch this puppy. And Can puppy I just wins. say, when the Harry Potter version comes out, out? There's a Harry Potter version. Oh, there is a Harry Potter Are version. Are you catching magical creatures? I think so. I'm okay with that. And I will play the <laughs> shit out of that game. But I do have some knowledge back when Game Boys were yellow and blue and uh-huh. all these other colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my brother would would tell me incessantly about how. <laughs> Uh, we don't hear a lot about my brother. No. <laughs> but I do have a little brother. And so he would incessantly tell me all the different Pokemon things. Mm-hmm. Um, none of which I understood at the time because I was, I think I was too old. Yeah, and I... Uh, and we're just going to leave that Kaylee Bark in there. Yo, no, Kaylee, yeah. <laughs> you get a nice one at the top there. Uh-huh. So, uh, like, Brother Matt, I don't... Like, he played Pokemon, but I'm pretty sure he was like, I know you don't really give a shit about no, Pokemon. No, my brother was like, come here, come look at this, because I'm little. Because I did not play Pokemon You do on this thing, Boy. and then you have to, no, now you have to do this other thing. <laughs> no, you did it wrong. Hit start. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. Hit A. Hit A. No, here, just give it to me. I'll be there honest. was a lot of that. <laughs> I played a lot of Tetris, and I was okay with that. Nice. Um... Anyway, so he's... shout out to Danny. <laughs> and Brother Matt. Although yeah. Brother Matt gets another shout out here in a bit. <laughs> in my notes already. Uh, and basically this season, he starts to write. Uh, Damon oh, does. Oh, cool. And... Um, I, love a, I love a TV show that grows its own crew. Yeah, he starts also as a producer this season as well. And currently he's working on Krypton, which... Uh, oh, I forgot that was a Brother thing. Matt said it's worth watching, but I haven't yeah. gotten around to it yet. That's yeah. the other Brother Matt Here's how I know that it might be good. Yeah. Or it might reach people is when boyfriend Jesse goes, I could watch that. Yeah. Because he doesn't ever want to watch anything on television. I do really want to watch it. I just, you know, am in the middle of renovating a home at the moment and have no time for anything. Anyways, this episode is directed by Martin Wood and there is a Martin Wood cameo in this episode, but I forgot to pinpoint where it was, but I remember seeing it. It's in the SGC. Okay. But I just remember, so if you guys could tell me the exact moment because I blinked at it as I was making my notes to look for it. I know I've seen it, but I couldn't. Anyways, yeah, I failed. I was nabbing at the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm awake. It's so, been a long night. Two, two, well, there's three guest stars, but yes. two big guest stars. Okay. And they are the other guys. I see, and here's where I feel like such a lame because I did not know that these people were people. They are both people, so... Tell me about the people. John Billingsley... 
Uh, as Tell most, me about the bunnies. I think. Well, sorry. <laughs> I think uh, most well known to most people as Doctor Flox on Star Trek Enterprise. John Billingsley. Yes. Why does that name? Because sound he's familiar? also been in goddamn everything. John Billingsley. You've seen him in tons. He's also in one of my favorite scenes of all time of West Wing involving the Gale Peters projection map of the Earth. Oh, the upside down one. Uh huh. Yes. He's one of the guys who presents it. That's awesome. <laughs> I know that thing. I love that moment. Um, and actually, Enterprise is currently on when this episode aired, so oh. that is that is the purpose of the joke about him worshipping at the altar of Roddenberry is <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfection. Yeah. Um, he was also in some amazing early, speaking of Nintendo, uh-huh. uh, he was in some amazing early 90s Nintendo training videos. <laughs> They're kind of awesome. <laughs> what? Yeah. I need that. You, I need that in my life. He's been in like every show made. He's one of those guys. <laughs> he's he's a journeyman actor. He's awesome. He's yeah. I'm just seeing a brilliant. lot of things. I'm I'm on IMDb. Yeah. Oh, he's on an episode of Gilmore Girls. He is. I'm gonna have to look that up, Mr. Uh-huh. Remy. I don't remember Mr. Remy, but he's that's fine. just he's awesome. Um, the other that's Coombs. Okay. He's, he plays Coombs. Uh. <laughs> Flagler is played by Patrick McKenna. And uh, again, I'm going to show the fact that while I am American, kind of might as well be Canadian because <laughs> I know I'm as Harold Green from the Red Green Show. I don't know that. You should watch Look, the, the Red Green Show. The only Canadian show that I know is Kids in the Hall. <laughs> and being Kids in the Hall, I feel like I've got plenty. Well, I will tell you that this I don't feel is, like I've suffered. <laughs> this is a, this is kind of along the terms of Kids in the Hall in I'm that it's sort of head. a sketchy show. <laughs> what? I said I was crushing your head quietly. As quietly as I could, I crushed your head. <laughs> I'm done. So, anyways, he's Harold Green. He's one of the, like, the Red Green show was on for, I don't know, like, ever, and it's sort of like a sketch show. It's okay. It's like a a parody uh, home improvement like a do you know that the game red light green light that kids play was built because kids were dying a lot because pedestrians didn't know how to use street yeah that doesn't surprise me it's like a training video (laughs) no well this is called the red green show because the star is red green got it yes i get it harold green's brother (laughs) uh he was also starred with david hewlett and traders and David he, Hewlett is McKay. Yes. I know that name. Uh-huh. And he, ha, actually, one year, uh, Patrick McKenna won both a comedy and a drama Gemini Award. Gemini. 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 Sorry. Award in the same year for both Traders and the Red, and the Red Green Show. Nice. Um, he's, a sec- he's in Second City. So, okay. you know, I know that. He's a strong, well, yeah. he's a Red Green Show comedy. He's a strong suit of his. Um, <laughs> he's also an accomplished voice actor as well. And he basically, like, the two of them ad lib their way through half this episode. Nice. Because <laughs> they're both awesome. And not to he be. He would be probably a really good <coughs> D&D player. He'd probably be a fantastic D&D because character. Because one, voices, and two, improv. Yeah. Um, and not to be undone, because I absolutely love this, Adam J. Harrington, who plays Kansu. Got his master's degree in marine biology before he decided to become Kansu an actor. Kansu is uh, is our our guy with the, the Tokra. Got it. Yeah, okay. yeah. He uh he got his master's degree in marine biology before he just decided to go yeah. become an actor instead. Um, Kaylee is eating a stick, and I can't stop watching her. <laughs> to be fair, she's eating a stick. It's fine. Yeah. The, of the things she could be eating, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's just fun to watch. So we start. Guys, the I'm episode. apologizing right now. I'm running on very little sleep. <laughs> So we start the episode uh, meeting Lord Khonsu, yes. who we believe here to be a ghoul. Spoilers, yes. he's not. Uh, uh, or, or Lord early 80s or early aughts gelled hair. Uh, yeah. Uh, and this is where producer Dan, who was on the show last week, I'm going to borrow yeah. his joke, but uh-huh. I'm going to give him credit. He goes, after this, that guy's going to go listen to Butterfly by Crazy Town. Yep. And I was like, yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. That's Lord, happening. He's Lord Redshirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he serves Anubis and sends his first prime, Herak, on a great important mission to go get some enemies of his and bring them back alive. And shocker and surprise, he's referring to three humans and a Jaffa. Also a 90s show starring Ryan Reynolds. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. It just sounds a lot like it. Two guys, two girls, and a pizza place. Uh-huh. Two guys, a Jaffa, and, and uh, a, a pizza place. And a, 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 uh, a, sorry, I'm blanking on the attack ship that comes later, and I fail because that joke was meant to be more funny, but then I matter. fail at the end of doesn't it. Matter. And it's okay. It's improv, baby. Keep uh-huh. going. Yes, and it. So, Kansu, <laughs> and credits, by the way, credits. Uh, Kansu <laughs> was an Egyptian moon god, basically. <laughs> it's also something that comes with your sushi. <laughs> No, wait, that's Ponzu. So Lord Ponzu was an Egyptian moon god. And you usually see him as a mummy or a falcon. Uh-huh. But he always has like a full moon circle on his head. Just a big old silver oh, got it. Sphere, sphere circle on his head. Yeah. Spherical on his head. Sphere, sphere head. Uh-huh. And his parents were Mutt and Amun. Okay. And his name means traveler since as the moon god, he traveled across the oh. sky each night. And he is the protector against wild animals and of healing. And there's something about him being the king's, king's placenta, but that's oh. just got really too weird for me to look so into. then they ate him after I, he was born? I just, <laughs> sometimes mythology, guys, is really weird and really gross. If king um, refers to male, then doesn't that mean that he doesn't I, have I a placenta? I don't... Listen, <laughs> I didn't try to make sense of it. I do like it. this god. He sounds like a druid god. Yeah. Like, I'm, if I play a druid, this is going to be my dude. Lord Ponzu Sauce. Lord Ponzu Sauce. <laughs> That's just what Jack would have called him yep. anyway. I think he calls him Ginsu later. Yeah, there the you episode. go. Um, and Much his, more timely. His temple in Karnak is actually in pretty good shape, and I think that's how I first heard of him, because um, I did this whole study on the temples in Karnak one year. Not um, to be confused with Melmac. <laughs> well, there is a temple in Melmac, but it's too. It's cats are sacrificed there. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I don't apologize for who I am today. <laughs> listen, I own the first season of Elf on DVD and oh, wow. still have a stuffed elf somewhere in this house. Oh my okay? gosh! Um, so in one wall or in this temple, for that matter. All done. <laughs> All done. In one wall in the temple, they they have him as a great snake who fertilizes the cosmic egg to create the world. Wow. So that, I'm sure, is something to do with him being a placenta. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, placenta snake. Got it. Also, the... Also, placenta snake. Good also, punk <laughs> Also, in Marvel Comics, uh, the Moon Knight... Oh, placenta snake is a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's like a bad guy. Okay, I'm done. Okay. In Marvel? In Marvel, Moon Knight... Uh, is the fist of Kansu, and his powers, like, come from Kansu, and also oh, drives him insane. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Um, also above Kansu's throne in this episode is Kurgan's sword from Highlander, uh, also a Batleth. I don't know what that is. A Batleth? No. You've seen a Batleth. Okay. I probably have, You've but I don't know what You've seen swinging Batleths around. It's oh, a Klingon sword. Oh, I do know what that is. Yeah, you okay. do. I know, thanks. Okay. I don't know the names of anything. It's really hard. The funnest part, and by funnest, I mean the worst part for anybody when I'm making a and d character is when I get to weapons. So I'm like, what does this look like? What does this look like? I remember like, it, like? A, like a half hour conversation of you trying to pick out a weapon for your yeah. most recent one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like a, a pike versus a halberd, which yeah. is like basically the same thing, only kind not. Kind of. Very close yeah. from what I can tell. <laughs> Again, I don't know weapons. <laughs> until, wanna, until a boy from Jesse, and I'm going to let out a little yeah. bit of, of uh, a secret of ours. He goes, until he goes into our garage and picks one up and goes, <laughs> this one, <laughs> this is a pike. This one I'm holding that we've had in our home. Guys, I don't go into her garage for good reasons. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm like, this is my character. I'm like, can I get a pointy thing? Yeah. Can I get a, uh, can I get a stabby stabby? Yeah. Can I just get a... <laughs> one stabby stabby, please. Can I get one stabby stabby? Can I just have... And I literally... I want a little pew pew. I at one point literally turned and I was like, can I just have a Highlander sword? <laughs> <laughs> there can um, be only one Nixie. There is only one Nixie. Thank so we come back to the planet and it's ruins and there's sand and we meet three SGC scientists, Coombs, Myers, and Felger. And they're doing research uh, at law. At law. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and uh, they're doing research on the ring transporter pads. And apparently they're all 12.9 metric tons and they're standardized. Like there's a factory in Detroit that rolls them off assembly lines or science, something. Science, 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 business, business, business. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked it up, guys. Yeah. 13 tons. <laughs> is one-fifth as heavy as the space shuttle. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And seven times that of a Ford Taurus. <laughs> I love that measurement. <laughs> How much do you 
it on like an eighth of a Ford Taurus. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to weigh everything in Ford Tauruses from now on. And, and Unit uh, of measurement. 12 Taurus. and a half tons, just to give you the other side of it, 12 and a half tons uh, is the weight of each of the forward anchors of the RMS Queen Mary 2. HMS Pinafore? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> or, shit. Or 12.5 tons is also one and a half elephants. I like elephants as a measurement too. <laughs> How many elephants do you weigh? About a fourth. Uh huh. About a fourth. I don't know what an that's elephant a should lot. weigh. I, yeah. yeah, that's. You weigh a lot less than a fourth uh, of an elephant. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what an elephant weighs. <laughs> well, it. A baby one and a elephant. half elephants <laughs> weighs 12 and a half tons. That's a lot so of do tons. your math. I can't math. Okay. <laughs> So Not this early in the morning. Felder <laughs> is just starting, just, just staring off into the distance. Yes. He's just ignoring his coworkers and crushing real hard on Jack and Teal. I, this is where I was really proud of my brain for finding this word. Uh-huh. He was enthralled. He was completely enthralled. That's like, that is the word. And I was like, that is a word I should be using more often. It's so pretty good. Keep an ear out for it. He's just <laughs> reveling in the fact that he gets to yeah. lurk, uh, work alongside the greatest of the greats, the uh-huh. epic and mythic SG One, yeah. uh-huh. and he wonders what they're talking about. Aww. Well, it's hockey. This is the best part. This is it's usually anytime. <laughs> I feel like I've been at. Um, like at comedy shows where uh-huh. you can see other people in the wings yeah. or at like music festivals uh-huh. and you see people and it's like, I wonder what they're saying. Yeah. And they're probably like, dude, I shouldn't have had that bean burrito. Uh-huh. Like, because <laughs> everyone is human. Also, I love that Jack calls Teal tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who do you think will win Lauren Stanley's cup? And Teal's <laughs> like, I think the Canucks of Vancouver are superior warriors. <laughs> Guys, not this year. The Canucks of Vancouver are not superior warriors this year. <laughs> oh, also, according to Joe Malozzi's Wait, blog, does that mean, do you think because he calls them warriors that he would like the warriors? Because I would love to go to a basketball game with Teal. Where he would, I want him to stand up and um, wharf style and yeah. go, kill the opposition. Yeah. He would, he would. That would, that would be, that would be so, uh, minor sidetrack. Uh, we played intramural soccer in college. Uh-huh. Now, when I say we played, I mean, I was on the team, but they didn't allow me to play yeah. because it's me. And you just, uh, running is not my forte, let's just say. And there happens to be a lot of running in soccer. There's a lot of running in soccer. So my job. It's basically running was, with the ball. Uh-huh. Our team was called the Yieldaholics. Okay. Because we like to yield. <laughs> we did actually, well, we like to yield, but we also did not yield for other teams. Actually, we yielded for other teams quite a bit. We were not the best team in the world. But um, our, 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 my job, I made a flag out of duct tape, nice. as you do. Sure. And my job was to wave that and our fake country of lobsterias flag <laughs> and yell obscenities at nice. the other team. I like it. S- some of which... I cannot. Weird why you would be chosen to yell. It's not like you have this volume. Some of which I cannot repeat at all because they were very beyond off color. I'm so proud of you. But other ones, I would yell things like death to the opposition. Death to the opposition. Or stab him in the face Look, with your shoe. Opening day's coming. I'm ready. Death to the opposition. Especially, well, maybe not. Too, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my job on the team. So apparently, according to Joe Malozzi's blog, because I'll love Joe Malozzi's blog, um, the uh, the scene where this scene where Teal'c's like, I believe the Canucks of Vancouver are superior warriors, was played a shit ton in their arena as they made their playoff run that year. That's awesome. Although, I mean, I should say the next year because yeah. when this aired, it was August, sure. so it would have been the off season. Got it. Got it. But you know. Uh, my well, he's got a long ass season, they right? They do, they do. But it, August is the off season. Well, it's <laughs> it's a one time. Starts in October and okay. like ends coming up. And uh, my Detroit Red Wings did win the cup in 02. <gasps> so they were the reigning champions when this aired. Oh, I mean, and the O2 team like was my lineup. Like that was my team. Nice. I love my O2 wings. Anyways, Jacks oh, from Minnesota. Sharks. Yeah, I don't know. He's from Minnesota, uh-huh. uh, so the Wild would have started there in 2000. Okay. Um, so like, it would have been a newish team at that point. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, nothing, I don't hold a grudge or anything, but when I, like, when I'm I... I'm distracted. Yeah, there's a reason, if you heard Kaylee barking in the background, it's because friend Amanda is now over at the house. Friend Amanda is here and she is dancing at me. <laughs> it's very Zoidberg-like. <laughs> so, um, but it's not that I'm bitter... Or anything. <laughs> but when I moved to Minnesota 
you know, Texas stole our hockey team. And then when I left Minnesota, the wild started. So I lived there when there wasn't any hockey. I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming. Yeah, you know be... why? You know why? Because yeah. Detroit was like, you get one. Uh-huh. You get us. There can only be us. <laughs> there can be only one. Yeah. Um. So I'm assuming that, you know, right now, Jack might be a wild fan. OK. You know, because he's from Minnesota. That's fair. I, I'm also guessing he could. He lives in Colorado. He could be an avalanche fan. OK. Um. But I choose not to believe that because I hate the avalanche. Well, I feel like he probably goes to avalanche games because he's got to get his hockey yeah. fixed. But he yeah. wears his wild jersey. Yeah. Um, Are because they jerseys I'm, and hockey? Yeah, they're jerseys. Okay. <laughs> or sweaters. Okay, thank depending you. on local, oh, yeah. sure. regional terms. Um, but yeah, I, I can't. I can't imagine him as an Avalanche fan just because I don't like the Avalanche. Um, and also, you guys, if you thought that I was going to give you a history of the Stanley Cup, <laughs> you were right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Here to History Recording Stargate of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I promise there is an episode in here somewhere. <laughs> so Lord Stanley's Cup is the oldest existing trophy given to professional sports franchise. Um, and it's named after Lord Stanley of Preston, who was the governor general of Canada in 1892. So he was the governor of Canada? No, the governor general. Okay. And as to what that position is, I cannot tell you. Oh, okay. I was mainly focusing on the Stanley he was Cup the history. Governor of Generals of Canada. Yes. So it's really an it's just a name of it's position. Just, just, it was just it's like an ambassador. I'm just, just going like to go troll you during this whole um, thing. <laughs> and hockey was just starting out at the time in you know in the 1890s, but his whole family got super into it. How did they create the indoor rinks back then? I don't think it was not. How did they have those electric rings? It was outdoors. I mean, they were hiding you, all this technology. You play hockey outdoors. <laughs> Have you ever seen Mystery Alaska? You play- no. <gasps> I've seen the Mighty Ducks, though. I no, no, no. Go see Mystery Alaska. Okay, fine. It's really, a really, really, really awesome. Got it. Everybody, we have homework. Uh-huh. Somebody watch it and then tell me what happens. Mystery <laughs> Alaska, like, 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 listen, I love the Mighty Ducks, but Mystery Alaska probably ties it for my favorite. <laughs> okay, uh, Miracle is the top hockey film, but it's, okay. I have a ranking of hockey films. Slapshot is in there. Don't worry. Um, what about Goon? I actually uh, Goon's okay. <gasps> okay. I mean, but there's there's other films that are really anyway. So the first cup <laughs> was awarded in, in 1893 to the Montreal HC, the Montreal Hockey Club, whose logo, by the way, was a wing wheel. Oh. Does that sound familiar? I know wings uh-huh. and wheels. Because the guy who bought the Red Wings, what well, it technically is Detroit Cougars at the time, because Cougars, because it was Detroit Tigers and baseball, so they named them the Cougars. And, uh-huh. and the guy who bought the team in the 30s used to play for the Montreal HC that won the Stanley Cup the very first year. And he's like, hey, a, a logo that's a wheel with wings on it seems really appropriate for Detroit. And so he named them the Red Wings and stole their logo. Yeah, this is mine now. Uh-huh. You made this, uh-huh. I made this. Yeah. So that's, that's how my life works. That's how the Red Wings... <laughs> <laughs> They're technically the logo for the Red Wings won the first day in the cup. Ta da! So the logo's what did it. Back to the cup, yes. Yeah. Uh, the cup itself was made in Sheffield, England, mm. and was basically just a fancy punch bowl. Is and that it, why they drink out of it? They do drink champagne out of it, yes. It's a, yeah. it's a tradition. And it sold for, at the time, 10 guineas, or in today's money, $1,326. Not 10 actual guineas. Not 10 actual guineas. They did not that would 10 be birds. worth it. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Uh, and it was awarded to amateur teams until 1906, and then by 1915, it was awarded to the champion of the game between the winning team of the two leagues, the National Hockey Association, the Pacific Coast Hockey Association, and eventually just became the champion of the National Hockey League. I know that name. Uh-huh. And there's actually three cups. There's oh. three Stanley Cups. There's the original... Um, there is the, this is as good as the original and now treated as the original, okay. which is the one that's actually presented the at one that's the got championships. all the names on it? Yes. Okay. And then there's the replica that's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Um, but the NHL doesn't actually own the cup. Huh. There is this whole, so they own all the trademarks. Okay. And they own everything, like the likenesses and everything associated with it, but they don't own the actual cup. It's like on loan. From Lord from Stanley's estate? The trustees. Yes! That's uh-huh. so awesome. Uh-huh. And so there's this weird gray area because they own all the trademarks and the likenesses, but they don't own the cups. There's this weird gray area between it. <laughs> and um, it's like, it's all, it's the same trophy every year. Unlike the Lombardi trophy or I forget what the name of the ones for baseball or basketball uh-huh. are. They're just um, the trophies. The trophies. But you don't, there's, you only get the trophy one for one year. 
Yeah. And your name and all the players and coaches are engraved onto the band, and it get passed on to new champions the next year. And the top rings always stay, because they're the old original ones. But the bottom ones, there's five bands. And as one is filled up, the top one is removed, placed into Hall of Fame, and a new band is added. Nice. And That's why it keeps getting taller? Well, it, it originally just, used to get taller, but eventually they're like, we can't continue we're this. Just sh- yeah. That's what, so there's, there's the taller <laughs> Or ones. should we always continue this <laughs> until we have a massive structure? <laughs> so the top, the smaller ones that like graduate like a cake, those uh-huh. ones stay. But the five all that are all the same width, yeah. those ones like when the, when, when the bottom band is filled up, the top oh. band is removed, placed in the Hall of Fame. Okay. The old bands move up, and there's a new clean band put in the bottom. Got it. Got and it. there's, like, typos on it. There's, like, X, like one person was, like, X'd off it type oh. things. He was, like, banished from the league and shit. That sucks. Yeah. Can you imagine winning the Stanley Cup trophy and then having them spell your name wrong? That's happened. Like, there is an entire list of people's names I feel like there's wrong. Oscar winners who that used to happen to, uh-huh. which is why they now engrave on site. Yeah. And they're like, don't fuck this up. I'm watching you uh-huh. spell my name. Uh-huh. And there's a ton of traditions once you win it. I could make an entire podcast out of it. We should probably get back to Stargate, huh? Oh, someday. Someday. So, Jack Welcome and Welcome to the Trophy Podcast. Let me tell you about the Commissioner's <laughs> Trophy in baseball. I know that the flags represent the teams, and then two of them are taller because sure. of the leagues. Okay. Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> to be fair, Join I mean, us again to be for fair, the Trophy Podcast. I didn't even know the name of it. Yeah. I was, to well, be I fair, think it's like the Commissioner's or like I, the whatever's. The person in charge is Trophy. Can I, now, I, lo- I do love baseball. Uh-huh. But I can I tell you how embarrassingly long it was when I thought winning the pennant meant winning the actual oh. championship? <laughs> yeah. Two teams win the pennant every yes. year. Yeah. I thought only one did because it's confusing. <laughs> well, it does sound like it's bigger than it, it is. It is. It's, it's like, basically like you've made it to the boss like battle. Like they won the pennant. Yeah. And I was like, they just won the champion. They're the best team in the league. And they're like, no, no, no. They're just one of the they're two best the teams. They're just the second best right now. <laughs> Possibly the first best, but they're definitely just second best right now. So anyways, Jack and Teal make their way back the over Angels to the scientists. The Angels win the pennant. Okay. I know. And that sounds like they won the championship. Yeah. Like, no, you actually have a whole other, like, boss Let's to beat Let's not talk first. about how they know okay. world. Okay. The end. Jack and Teal'c make their way over to the scientists. Yes. Ralph Alger is more than happy to give Jack a full report on everything. And and Jack's like, no, this is why we have a Sam. Can you just wait for the Sam? Uh-huh. Because I don't know anything that you're saying, and I don't actually I care. just want to eat these MREs, yeah. like, right now. Mm-hmm. And and Felger just continues going on about how amazing Sam's DHD reports are, and how yeah. she's basically changing, like, science, and she's my science patronus, yeah. and, like, and, and Jack and Teal'c are basically, like, I'm ignoring I you. I don't care. And trying to get yeah. food. And Teal'c does try to throw him a bone. Like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, he's and like, God, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Coombs trips over a scanner. Uh-huh. Uh, They're the definition of bumbling. They are so bumbly. Yeah. And uh, it could still be a few more days, but don't worry. I mean, soon, you guys, SG-1 will be back to saving the world. And <laughs> Before bedtime. He tries to, like, buddy, buddy <laughs> Jack on the arm, and Jack's like, don't touch me. Please never. Ever. Yeah. And Teal'c is counting how many times they've saved the world. It's up to eight. <laughs> All before bedtime. Uh-huh. And then Sam radios in. Her and Jonas just arrived on the planet with a message from Hammond. And food. And food. <laughs> and the DHD is rigged up to something. And uh-huh. they don't ever really explain why. Science, 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 It's just science, science in. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Coombs trips over something that's worth $20,000. Yeah. $200,000. Again, bumbling. The bumbling idiots. So SG-1 is going to go check something out, and the scientists will stay here. And if we aren't back in an hour, you get your asses home. That's not going to happen. And Felger just watched them go longingly. Yeah. And <laughs> and in this shot, you can see the beautiful snow-capped, I'm assuming, North Shore Mountains. I love I love the, the landscape of this place because yeah. it goes from desert to snow-capped mountains uh-huh. in, like, maybe 100 <laughs> miles. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm it's sure. Like, what is this? Southern California? Okay, I'm done. Uh, well, it's like know. northern, way north of Cal. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure over an hour goes by. Actually, to be fair, maybe like half an hour. Uh-huh. And he's just, he felt was worried about SG1. And he doesn't why, know why Coombs and Myers aren't. And he's sure something went wrong. And Coombs is like, I'm sure they're just tired of your butt snorkeling. Butt snorkeling! I'm just waiting for you to <laughs> say those words. <laughs> the 
greatest room ever. I'm literally grabbing my face, just going, just say butt snorkeling, say butt snorkeling, say butt snorkeling, say butt snorkeling. Say butt snorkeling. I, am, I am never using the term brown nose again. Butt it's snorkeling. just permanently butt snorkeling. I'm just going to use it for a lot of things. I'm just going to. If anything is ever a term, I that literally Tina could Belcher... not think of anything except you <laughs> waiting, waiting for you to say butt snorkeling. If any term was ever said by Tina Belcher more, but it's butt snorkeling. Butt snorkeling. <laughs> yeah. Only in an exasperated tone. That is butt snorkeling. Yeah. It's just, can we focus on how that's a term that was said in Stargate? It's, and it's, <laughs> here's the thing, it's so versatile. It is! Because it could be something real gross that you do during sex. Very, like, don't even want to, don't could Google be, don't, that. Don't Google that. What is that, Rule 34? <laughs> rule 34, if it is 30, uh, I don't know what uh, number Rule 30 said. something? 30 Thor? Yeah, yeah, 30 Thor. 30 Thor. Uh-huh. That's a number now. <laughs> this is Swedish chef talking. Um... <laughs> This is a rough episode, guys. I'm sorry. I'm butt snorkeling. Let's go. Let's move forward. Anyways, and then and then he he starts Coombs might start making making I can't talk. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Coombs starts making fun of how badly Felger falls over the team, but then Felger bites back with at least his heroes exist. And if this was a Star Trek oh. convention, Coombs would be dressed as a Klinger. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah. Because it's Vulcan. <laughs> Fuck you, he's a Vulcan. I might dress as a Klingon. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd just be fun. You'd do a badass Klingon. Yeah. Kill the opposition. Death to the opposition. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Coombs gets super offended. As uh, he, like, as he should. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and he has no clue how Felger can call himself a scientist and not worship at the altar of Roddenberry. Yeah. And then Felger continues to mock him. And then poor Myers is like... Can we fucking do Are our Are you guys done measuring your nerd dicks? Can yeah. we get back to the science yeah. shit? And, but not before there's still some nerd and geek. And I do, I do love that they engage in the geek versus nerd uh-huh. war. Uh-huh. Because that's a fun one. I know what side I'm on. Nerd? No, I am firmly oh. on the geek territory. I don't think we can be friends anymore. Okay. Because okay. okay. I'm a nerd. Yeah, I'm firmly <laughs> But if Wheaton and Hardwick can do it, I guess we'll make our way through. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. We are we are basically the Wheaton and Hardwick of Stargate <laughs> podcasts. That's a weird I'll take it. You know what? I'll fucking take it. It is. Let's it's weird, it. but purposely. As I like it should it. be. I like it. So anyways. And then suddenly an Elkesh flies overhead. That's the word I was looking for earlier in this podcast. Yay. I made that joke. Um, two guys, a Inter- and I'll an just edit it later. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they quickly assume, rightly so, that SG-1 is why the Elkesh is here. Yay. So they radio in, and SG-1 is in the middle of a firefight. Uh-huh. And Jack is like, get the fuck to the gate when it's clear and you port in to Hammond. GTFO. And a big old fight scene continues, and even the trio can hear the fire, the, the battle from a distance. And Felger just decides to run towards the battle. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Uh-huh. Well, like, when you're, yeah, when you're a badass hero. And uh-huh. That's, here's, honestly, when Jack says get to the gate as yeah. soon as it's clear, what would you do? If you genuinely thought that this, they were fucked. That, that generally thought they were fucked, I probably would, I'll be honest, be on Coombe's side of this uh-huh. and be like, uh, the best way to save them is to get better people to save them Who with. Can save them. I think I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they <laughs> the come. The quicker we get there and back, yeah. the quicker we have reinforcements. Uh huh. So they come up to the battle on the nice hill-like ledge there always seems to be for a on-your-belly view of battle well, scenes. Yeah. Every time. Uh, and it's not good. SG-1 has been caught, and they're being led weaponless towards the Elkesh. Mm-hmm. So they run back to the research area, and Velger's like, we need to do something. And Coombs is like, no. Yeah. Mission protocol states that if something goes wrong, we head back to the SGC. And Myers Literally, is like... Literally, your job says you do not yeah. do this. And Myers is like, Jack just gave us a direct order, guys. Uh-huh. But Felger is the senior on this mission and he's making a command decision and Coombs yeah. is like you're a fucking lecturer at MIT asshole yeah uh, and Felger's like but SG-1 never leaves a man behind I do love this you're not on SG-1 dude that's that's. I feel like I need a picture of Jack standing <laughs> in hero pose with his hands on his waist 
And just a banner that waves behind him that says, never leave a man behind. I think I just came up with our next pod card. Yeah. <laughs> might be the next pod card. So, Felger sends Myers back to Earth, and he intends to ring up the Elkesh before it's out of range. <laughs> and he hooks up a Nacro to generate to the ring controls, and Coombs think that this is a crazy idea and a bad idea, and yeah. we'll be the ones dying, not SG-1. But Felger's committed to this, and I love that there's a video screen for crystals instead of crystals. <laughs> uh, he's like, just think what Colonel O'Neill would do if he of here. And Coombs is like, I'm pretty sure he'd shoot you. Yeah. Which is accurate. Yeah. But they go, and they ring up to the mothership. So, once they get there... The best shooting strategy ever <laughs> implemented in all of the world has exists. Coom ducks and turtles on the ground as Felger <laughs> covers his eyes and shoots his sidearm in a circle. It's just totally you know lucky. What, though? what a great fucking way to cover your ass to when you're fair, scared. I'm pretty sure all the scientists that go off world have had to have basic weapons training. If you gotta go out shooting, but why I, not? Also, I don't know. This may be on the list of things not to do. Yes, probably. <laughs> It probably is. It probably is. And I would be turtling with Coombs on the floor. <laughs> but I would come out guns blazing. I, I could completely, I'd be like, I don't care who's fucking there. I'm just going to come out shooting. In fact, I'm going to shoot around the corner if I hit a corner and then walk. It's like when you're little and you're scared of the dark, so uh-huh. you turn on the light before you get into yeah. the room. Yeah, oh no, I totally it's did that. It's the equivalent of yeah. that. It's like, oh, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. You know, with a gun. Yeah, with a deadly weapon. Light switches are deadly. To, to scary mo- to monsters. Yeah. <laughs> That's what turns the floor into a floor and not lava. Exactly. It gets rid of the, alli- the, the alligator under my bed would freeze <laughs> if the lights were on. So at the SGC, Walter gets the SG-1 uh, code, the, the uh, GDO code. Sorry, initial blank there. But wouldn't the science team have their own code? Would they really be using SG-1's code? Huh. This is true. Because wouldn't, like, SG-1 be the only people using their code? Yeah, but nobody but SG-1 yeah. should have their code. Anyways, it's Myers. And, and he, of course, Walter. He breathlessly, like, catches Hammond up on what's happening. And he is not happy to hear where Felger and Coombs are. <laughs> yeah. Because like, you fucking did what? He knows what SG-1's real mission is. And Felger and Coombs are crawling through Jeffrey's tubes. You done fucked up. And in a holding cell, Sam pokes fun at Jonas for always being excited for the first time at everything, including being captured by the ghouls. She's a little mean right here. It's a little bit mean. I don't, like, I don't know. She'd be like, why aren't you, because it wasn't like, she goes, why aren't you smiling? Like, she sets up her own joke. So it's a little mean. This seems like they've been sitting there for who knows how long, and Jonas may have had a smirk on his face, and... Yeah. You know. But... Okay. It's one thing when someone walks into your joke, and it's another thing to set up your own joke so you can say a mean thing. Okay. That's my theory. Okay. But I love Sam. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't, it does not affect my love for either of them. Exactly. And, and by Jack's count, it shouldn't be long before some overdressed, over the top bad guy floats in, gloating about some evil fate. And right on cue, Herak comes in. <laughs> and it's the Tari Warriors yeah. and the Shulva and some guy he's never also, heard of. Also, the greatest Tari Warriors is going to be the name of the campaign that we D&D. That should be. I've decided. For that. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Jack's like, oh, that guy, he's new. Uh, insert some extra snark he just likes to be a puppy insert some extra gold melodrama the threat of torture and Herak leaves and in the Jeffrey's tubes they like (laughs) drop some panel to the floor and the continuing the super stealth mission that they're on yeah and luckily Felger has studied the blueprints of the motherships and knows where the holding cells are this is the second part of our our diehard Uh inspired move right we're just like come out to the coast it'll be fun (laughs) and the back and forth bickering in this episode makes me just so happy like the two of them (laughs) as they head off to to the cells and then they go one way and then the camera just yeah. stays there. My note just wrote, my notes just say, more bumbling. All the bumbling. It's adorable. <laughs> so in the holding cell, Jonas and Carter hear some whistling in the vents. Yeah, bird calls, if you will. No, it's not a bird. <laughs> nor is it a plane. It's Felger. <laughs> and Jack is... It's Super Grover. Should we say... Super Grover might be more effective. Yeah. Uh, shall we say less than happy to yeah. see them? Yeah. And the look on his face... Is worth the price of admission. Yeah. As he's like, 
everyone, he's got coombs with him. Yeah. Hey, this is awesome. Let's do more like this. And Felger wants to heroically get them out and rescue them. And Jack's sure. like, we allowed ourselves to get captured on purpose. Why you do this? We're on a mission, you nit. <laughs> I love the term nit here. Yeah. Well, I, I love that he doesn't even have the energy to call him a nit. What? Yeah, just no, calls just him nit. nit. You haven't even heard that yet. So it turns out the Kanto is actually a Tok'ra undercover, and almost none of us Jaffa know, so, you know, Herak and the rest of them think he, they've actually captured SG-1, so they had to put on a bit of a show, at least. Yeah. So, now, no, no matter how well-intended Felger and Coombs were, super awkward. I love this. It's kind of like the equivalent, Jack's exasperation is the equivalent of when you're little, and your mom's like, oh, well, we gotta go, because Grace has a thing to go uh-huh. to. She's like, no, I don't, Mom, I don't have to do any of those things that you're saying right now. And she's like... Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> because I want to leave now. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm dumb right now. Yeah. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. I'm dumb. I'm trying to help you. I'm not helpful in the slightest. <laughs> Me and my loud mouth will be quiet now. And Jack is so mad that he can't even, like, talk to them. So Sam mm-hmm. does all the talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, uh, SG-1 didn't know when this ambush would happen. And the trio of them, the scientists, weren't supposed to be there when it did. Yeah. And it was too late to send them back to Earth, which is why they're supposed to gate out and stay safe. Yeah. So Kansu has really important intel on Anubis and where he's getting his fancy technology from, but he needs to stay undercover, hence SG-1 sneaking in, and like now no one knows Felger and Coombs are here uh-huh. until Dolok arrives, <laughs> who's a free Trafal loyal to the Tok'ra, and, you know sees them just standing behind Sam, yeah. Teal'c, and Jonas. Uh, yeah. He literally came here to ensure this, SG-1 was alone. This wasn't the plan. <laughs> this this was like the op... So there was the plan, and then there was not the plan? This is not the plan. So how do we do the plan if this is the not plan? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so how do we not plan this? Can we unplan? Un- unplan this. So Jack's like... Negative plan this. Jack's like, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Um, can you just tuck these two assholes away until shit blows over? Yeah. And he's like... Ah, yeah. Fine, I'll try. Come this here. better not get me killed or anything. Yeah. I already didn't want to be here today. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. So on Kansu's planet, Herak yeah. FaceTimes in and tells yeah. him that they have SG-1... And, you know, that's awesome and all. And, you know, I can interrogate them for you to find out what they know. And Kansu's like, no, 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 it's okay. I'll do it myself. I would like to do that myself. Me, I do it. I do it myself. And Herrick is not super happy about Uh, that. uh, He really wants to go with torturing. I can barely hear what he says because I'm just thinking about the gel and eyeliner... (laughs) That this guy is wearing gives Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day a run for his oh, he, fucking money. Oh, he very much has the Billy Joe feel about Which him. I'm okay with. Yes. Because if people don't know this, I don't think people do know this. People probably don't know this. My weird fanatic of, of uh, uh, feelings uh-huh. towards Green Day. Uh-huh. To wear, you can use the term obsession. It's okay. Yeah, fine. Yes, obsessed. <laughs> um, to wear my one and only tattoo uh-huh. is Green Day based. Yeah. <laughs> I have no regrets. No regrets. None at all. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Dolok is hiding Coombs and Felger behind some crates. And they're like, move and your lives will be forfeit. Hmm. So, so, so move? move? Yeah. So the ship arrives at the planet. We see the rings beam down and they march SG-1 into a new prison room. Ta-da! It's like a round stage with some nice uplighting. It's an upgraded prison room, if you will. And some stinging force fields and Herak <laughs> leaves them and Jack's like, this whole prison for our own protection thing is getting old. And yes, I'm using quotation marks on an yeah. audio podcast. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but if they want information, they're going to have to trust Kansu, Sam says. So back behind the cargo containers, Coombs is regretting not updating his will since they're basically red shirts. Yeah. And the door opens. Dolok is about to walk through, but finds him and his buddy then get shot and just killed in the back. Yeah, it's no good. It's and, bedtime saying And, and the, the Jaffa like looking around the room and then leave again. And, you know, the bad news is, you know, Coombs thinks he's going to throw up. But the good news is they didn't find Felger <laughs> and Coombs. Yeah. 
Um, and Coombs tries to make a run for it. He's like, I can't do this. I teach applied math at Yale. I have a Vespa and two cats. Like, I'm not a soldier. Yeah. So he's Rory's teacher. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. <laughs> he's like, I should be over teaching Rory Gilmore. Uh-huh. Uh, he's probably friends with Richard. Yeah. He's like, I had a nice, cushy life. Uh, exactly. In Haven. Yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> Basically. Uh, and, and Felger is like, look. Okay, how great would it have been if, like, Logan yeah. was brought on to like one of the training kids. Oh, that was that was or, fun. Or maybe Jess when they sent him away, he ends up finding instead of taking the path that he takes that I love, ends up getting into the military. Can, can you just imagine Jack O'Neill and, and Jess, Jess Mariano? <laughs> a smolder snarkoff, if yeah, you will. Basically, a smolder snarkoff. Smoldering snarkoff. Also, guys, preemptively, just throw John Shepard in okay, there. Okay, wait. Okay, okay. No, no, no. It gets better. Okay. Jonas yeah. and Dean. Uh-huh. And, like, the puppy off. That would happen. <laughs> Dean, who some know as Sam, whose brother's named Dean because it's confusing and, you know, the WB is a confusing place to live in. It is a very confusing place to live in. But imagine a Jared Padalecki and a Corn Nimitz <laughs> in a puppy dog off. To be fair, I can watch that right now. Can I just say, I would? you could even do, like, Sam Winchester version yeah, of Jared yes. Padalecki combined. Basically just Jared Just basically Padalecki Jared Padalecki. <laughs> Just sitting there trying to out-cute each other. Uh-huh. So, like, like at some point, one of them holds a puppy, so the other one grabs two puppies. So then the other one grabs a baby, and then the other one grabs four babies. Just more puppies, because honestly, that's cuter than the baby most times. Fair. And then one of them just, like, is, is leaning on a baby elephant. <laughs> And then, like, one of them just grabs otters. Yeah, just like a little baby sea otter. Oh, God, baby sea otters. Everybody get out of my brain. This is a weird episode. (laughs) Anyways, Felger's like, we just had an execution up in this room and something hinky is going on. We need to figure that shit out before we just run off. And I have a plan. So, <laughs> this plan is super soundproof, guys. Yeah. We're going to beam down to the planet, uh-huh. poorly dressed as Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> and one, like, look- like, if I ever dress as a Jafar for, like, uh, a Comic-Con, I want to be that version yeah. of it. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to tuck my hair uh-uh. into the helmet or no. anything. I'm- and then the glasses, which is... <laughs> such a great version of every Comic-Con cosplay. Like, you know what it's like? It's like when you're little and you have a Halloween costume and your mom's like, you have to wear your glasses. I'm like, I don't want to because it ruins the costume. It's like, you can't see. Actually, it's more of, for me, it's slightly the same as uh, where I come from in Uh. the country. You don't really see the Halloween costume as much as the bundled up jacket you have to wear over the Halloween costume. <laughs> see, we got lucky, but uh, like all of my princesses wore turtlenecks under their sw- under yeah, their dresses uh-huh, uh-huh. because that's just what princesses did. That's just, just what they do. <laughs> Apparently, that's what they Listen, did. Listen, and yes, I was always a it's princess. It's cold in Arendelle. <laughs> you got to protect um, your neck so you don't get a cold. The look on Coombs's face. <laughs> look on his face as he walks by the Jaffa with like the weird turtle yeah. face. He's doing the thing that alien and men in black that's pretending to be human. Yes. He's doing that uh-huh. look. Yeah. The one who's wearing an Edgar suit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I mean they had to get off the ship somehow. They're quickly stopped by Jaffa who's like what are you doing down here? You're clearly not Jaffa. Yeah. And Felger's like um he's sick. So Coombs vomits yeah, <laughs> on, on cue. cue. So Velker can zap the Jaffa. <laughs> and and that, that lo- is a great that is a great self-defense mechanism. <laughs> yeah, just vomit. Vomit. But yeah. I also love he's like, If you I shot- ever get attacked, I'm just gonna vomit on someone. <laughs> My favorite is like you shot him. He's like, No, I zatted him. It's different. They're like, You still shot he's him. Still dead at some point. Yeah. Well, he's not dead no, unless I, you shoot him twice. Gonna, well, maybe, yeah. Don't he's sh- not dead don't, yet. Don't shoot him three times. <laughs> We're rolling. So we sound <laughs> different now, guys, from about five seconds ago. 
Um, Whoa, it's like we time travel. We time travel to the next day. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to tomorrow. Turns out, you know, technology, the Goulds stole our technology. Yeah, so the gremlin slash Gould uh-huh. ate the end of our podcast. So we have the end of the podcast recording, but it sounds, but it sounds like, like this. We figured like you'd prefer <laughs> an actual talking over yeah. that. It was it was fun times. It was fun times <laughs> to listen to and go. I can clean. I can. I can clean that. No, oh, I can't clean no, that. No, 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 no. I can't okay. clean that up at all. <laughs> so back to the episode. Yes. At hand. Um, we're back in previously on previously on this podcast. We were in a throne room. We're in a throne room, and Herrick shows up, and 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 Kansu's like, "So where is SG one? Yes, and you can hold on. See, let me fix my eyeliner first. And you can yeah, and you can see like <laughs> Felger and Coombs sneak 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 into yeah. the back, and uh, they arrive just in time to see Herrick like just shoot Kansu. Yeah, and then Not he's like, "Hey guys, before you get mad at me." Dude, be a Tok'ra. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I'm just an overzealous... I did too much homework. Uh-huh. I did the extra credit work and yeah. I found things out. Exactly. I am an overachiever. Also, I am the captain now. Yeah. <laughs> At least until Anubis yeah. shows up, then he be captain. <laughs> yes. So, um, sometime later, after they dump Kansu's body in a yeah. grave or something, or burn it, I don't know what you do. <laughs> what? Yeah. But SG-1 shows up, and they they You they blow it up in. like uh-huh. a beached whale? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, Jack just wants some clarification. You say Kansu's dead, but, like, completely dead? Like, or dead, like dead? Yeah. semi-dead, <laughs> because giant gray area with you guys. Yeah, and he's like, I've been so much dead that I couldn't even <laughs> tell you. Like, what degree? of dead. There's multiple I degrees. just watched Coco again. Is this the final death? Is, is on a scale from one to ever. dead. Yeah. Is this like a five? Yeah. So Jack and Tilka immediately just try to turn the <laughs> moment into a movement, yeah. and, which quickly gets quashed. And yeah, they just kind of try to Leroy Jenkins things, but nothing happens. I can make <laughs> Hamilton references anywhere. <laughs> and instead... Won a revolution. Jack put, gets a pain stick instead. Yeah. Herrick wants to know the names of the Tok'ra hiding in Anubis's ranks, and Jack's like, ask Kansu. Oh, wait, you can't. I feel like a slightly evil lurch if I would be like, look how fun it is when you stick him and his mouth close. Look, I make his mouth glow. I make it, look. look we look. need eviler than Herrick? <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Apparently. That's where my mind is today. Welcome. Welcome, uh, guys. And, and Herrick believes none of what Jack is saying, and he warns him that no matter what you have endured, you will never experience the likes of what Anubis is capable of. And Jack goes, you ended that sentence with a preposition, <laughs> bastard. Which is nice and fun. <laughs> I was like, I'm impressed that you know that type of grammar because I couldn't have because told you that. Because I still can't tell you what a preposition like, is. I was basically dead at that time Look, I'm in good English at class. Nouns, verbs. Got them. A couple of pronouns. Yeah. We're set. Adjectives. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I know not to start with a sentence with but. <laughs> well, but you can if you put a comma and the right thing in the middle. You do. You can. Anyways, Felger and Coombs watch all of this going, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> now what? We is fucked. Back at the SGC, Hammond and Walter get a message. Uh, it, it, and Myers is like, so have we gotten word that what happened to yeah. the people yet? And Hammond's <laughs> like, well, Kansu is murdered and SG-1 is captured and Anubis is coming, but no, that's that's about all. Things we, are happening. A lots of things are none happening. None of it's good. All of the bad things. So those are ha- so the things in the bad column. Uh huh. All of it. Yes. We just ordered a full in load of it. In the good column, not. I get a. I got a burger for lunch. It was sold out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I look um, really good in fake Jafar. <laughs> Myers volunteers for a rescue mission, and Hammond's like, "That's adorable." Yeah. Come here, one hit point. Um, but <laughs> go sit down. Since the planet's so heavily guarded. And I would like to not have more men die. As she one's gonna get to figure this shit out themselves. Yeah, I love that the Hammond's gotten to this level at least with yeah. the team, where it's like they'll find something, uh-huh. they'll do something. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. So on, on a the, lot of times, I feel like he he to, he must be a man of faith. He is from the south. Yeah. Uh-huh. So at some point, he's just like, I'm just gonna like do the sign of the cross, and, and God be with you. Exactly. <laughs> Gold be with you. Yeah. <laughs> the force be with you. Thor be with you. Yeah. Um, so back on the planet, uh, Felgar and Coombs. Well, 
Felger sneaks. Yeah. Coombs gives no shits no yeah. more. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. Um, Felger's like, well, if we could get through the gates, like, Anubis will still have them and probably kill them before we can get a rescue team, so it's up to us. Mm-hmm. And I love the snark between op versus operation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, is I really? am on the side of op, yeah. personally. You got no time. You've got no time. It's a long word. Things get done. Operation. Come yeah. on. I could have done, I could have killed three Javad exactly. that time. <laughs> so they, they come to a control room with gorgeous lighting and a really cool little center animation yeah. section. Um, and they basically like, awesome, we can nerd out hardcore here and find out all <laughs> yeah. this shit about everything. Um, so they plan on finding a weakness, plan on exploiting it. Uh, it's time for nerds to go to work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's hack into the mainframe, basically, uh-huh. right? It's hack into the mainframe time. <laughs> so uh, in in the circle prison, circle jail, circle room, uh, Sam's like... We, we like circles, Circles is what is I'm good. learning. Circles is fun. Circles and is pyramids. good pyramids. Yeah. We like shapes. We like our basic shapes. <laughs> so Sam's like, this isn't good. Yeah. But then Felgar comes over the intercom and Jack's <laughs> like, no, this isn't I good. I feel like this should have been a moment of, like, testing. <laughs> Testing. Sibilance. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to go Beavis and Butthead and go with testes. Testes. Sibilance. <laughs> um, so, hey, guys, we're in the pyramid. We're in control room. And, yeah, we're working on a way of assessing, accessing the security system and the force shield controls. And, hey, there's an armory at the end of the hallway. It's either that or a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> what does a gold bathroom look I know. like? It looks like fancy. It's gilded for sure. It's a gilded bidet. Yes. It's got like a place to put your weapon. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a like, weapon holder. Like where the, uh, you know, um, railing would be, yeah. the yeah, yeah, accessible yeah. railing. Uh-huh. That's actually where you store your weapon. That's where you store, and there's, instead of like a, a sink and a faucet, there's just something that burns off the top uh-huh. layer and of skin. You paint, and you just yeah. take the paint because uh-huh. you're gold. The, exactly. And it's good. Um, anyways, they're not really sure which it is. Uh, so Coombs is going to stay here and, you know, get his nerd on, mm-hmm. get some hacking done. And Felger sure. is going to go get weapons and meet up with SG-1. This is good times. So eventually Coombs gets the force field down. Jack and Teal flank the door, ready to attack who comes in first, but it's Felger. Ta-da! With an armful <laughs> of zets that he drops. Yeah. And Jack's like... At least like, he was thoughtful enough to bring some gifts. This is very nice. He's like, I rescued you and the, I bring gifts. Stopped at the <laughs> gift shop. It turns out it wasn't an armory or a bathroom. Uh-huh. It was a gift shop. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Jack is like... They're you. just little Pez dispensers. They're not real Zets. <laughs> He's like, this is no the second time uh-huh. you've obeyed, disobeyed a direct order. Yeah. And if he does it again, Jack's going to shoot him. <laughs> and poor Felger, he's a little deflated. He's like, guys, I'm just... But I... I'm just trying to... I help. To, you want to hear the rest of my plan? Yeah. I have plan. Yeah, I help. It's kind of like when Stormy tries to help. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't make the bed, buddy. But I help. I help. <laughs> I make bed. Yeah. So, um, and then Coombs, of course, over the intercom is like, it's our plan. And we're like, shut up yeah. over the intercom. Can you not? Just like, the, the, our only, op, the only like advantage is sneak. Yeah. And like over the intercom, not, not sneak. sneak. Not sneak. Yeah. Stealth. That's, that's yeah. like rolling Opposites. a one. Opposite stealth. You have rolled a one in yeah. <laughs> so um, the plan is there's a shield around the pyramid, the Stargate's outside of it. So mm-hmm. Coombs is going to get the shield down. They're going to go take out all the Jaffa. <laughs> Coombs will ring down. Everyone goes home. Piece of cake. There's like a dozen tops. Ta-da. S- some, some, some of them have big, big guns. Yeah. But, I mean, you're SG-1. This is... This is no big deal for this you. This is no problem. You just take them down like, you know, like you're practicing. Like, like you're SG-1. You, like you're in the hollow suite. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Coombs I leaves. know what that is now. <laughs> Coombs tries to lead them out of the pyramid, um, and they come to a door that they can't get open yet. Um, hmm. And while and while they're trying to get the door open, Falker's like, guys, I can't believe I'm here with you. This is like yeah. the coolest thing ever. Yeah. He's just living on that I mean, adrenaline rush. I mean, sneaking around a gold pyramid, around an alien planet. The only thing that'd be better is if there was a Jaffa chasing us. Can we not? Can Cue we don't? Jaffa footprints. Don't do that. In the distance. <laughs> Falker's like, that's not my fault. I didn't do that. They were just waiting for their cue. <laughs> <laughs> and they thought that, I, what? Huh? <laughs> Look outside. Look, yeah. we can go outside now. Yeah. Um, so Coombs gets the shield down. Awesome job. Now Coombs just has to get his ass to the rings transporter and we all get to go home. Mm-hmm. Coombs thinks the room. Easy peasy. Starts to head out. 
Just kidding. Just kidding. There's just a there's a yub nub of Jaffa on the other side. <laughs> That's right. And he's not going anywhere. Uh-huh. So and then there's another yub nub of Jaffa around the Stargate. Yes. So as they head into this, Jax like looks at Felger and he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna stay right here. I'm I, not gonna I move. Promise. You can be dying, and I'm staying here. Yeah." I, I, Not moving. Except I believe his fingers were crossed. I believe. And his toes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Sam and Jonas is at a future fall, which I think this is the first time we see, like, Jonas Yeah. I, I do want to comment on the Jonas uh-huh. all of a sudden being great at battle. The Jonas of the situation. <laughs> the Jonas's sister. Well, we see him fire once. And to be yeah. fair, he's probably sitting there for a couple seconds to be able to line up his shot. And That's it's, fun. And yeah. it's a Zat. He can hit him in the toe and it's Zat. Yeah. Him. I think he just. It was um, so eager yes. that it went well. Well, for he's him. had a lot of target practice. To be yeah, honest, you want finally gets to use some Fair. of it, but he does jump out of the woods in the weird, almost tripping, <laughs> awkward way that I would be I, jumping out of the I woods. I think he's practiced that, but he didn't quite no. land it. Like he had a whole move, like a superhero <laughs> landing in his head, and it failed. And it just did. Nope. <laughs> and um, Jack uh, takes out some Jaffa, who's basically given up on life and just like, oh, I'm he's gonna like, fall into the water now. Yeah. Oh, you got me. And then, and then Teal'c. <laughs> he goes Jaffa fishing. Just, just, he goes full predator. Yeah. And just erupts from the water. It's the end of the original Friday the 13th. I think he was, uh, he was um, practicing his free willy move. Yes. Like he was, he Guys, was singing the Michael Jackson song. I don't know if you can imagine Will you this. Be Steph? <laughs> I was obsessed with free willy. Yeah. He was being And willy. like Followed Keiko for the rest of his yeah. life. I was obsessed with Free Willy. I think Teal'c was too. Uh-huh. He was like, this is so great. And so he was doing his yeah, Free Willy. Yeah, he was Free Willy practicing. Uh-huh. Free Willy-ing, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Felger's just like basically popped some popcorn watching the action movie that this <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, of course. Wouldn't you? And Coombs is like, um, guys. Guys, I died. I have a problem. <laughs> As we see Jaffa like breaking down the door into yeah. the room. Um, I'm surprised he's not just sobbing. Yeah. At this point, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty impressed because uh, I would he's be sobbing. One step away from it because I doesn't take me long to get to that. <laughs> no, nope. so I would be. We've sobbing. learned that. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> so back on the surface by the Stargate, more Jafar taken down. One trains a very large cannon on Jonas and Sam, but are quickly instead <laughs> taken out by a giant ball of fire yeah. from you Tilt's have own cannon. cannon. I have cannon. <laughs> I have cannon now. <laughs> I am cannon men. So they they clear the area. The Stargate secure, and Felger's like, hey, hey. So, um, Coombs is stuck. Help me. We're broken still. His door continues to be breaking down, and Coombs like, go! Take care of my cats. <laughs> How sad is that? Felger's like, no, if you're staying, then I'm staying. And, and to which Jack's like, no. None of, none, no one is staying. Yeah, both of you shut up with the melodrama. Beam me and Teal'c up there. Give us five minutes. Yeah. We'll just open the gate. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's very much like a child who's uh-huh. like dropped their string cheese yeah. and it's like it's fine. It's fine. Look here, it's fine. There's not even any dirt on it. Yeah. Besides, eat the dirt anyway. Yeah. You'll be fine. It's good for you. So next thing we hear is just like from inside the control room, just a ton of zat fire from out. We just hear the battle from yeah. a distance. Yeah, it's a, like a muffled background battle. And then when the door finally breaks open, it's Jack and Coombs <laughs> is basically in tears as I would be. Yeah, yeah, of course. So they ring outside. I'm surprised he doesn't jump into his arms. Yeah. <laughs> jump into Teal'c's arms. Save me. And then Teal'c just walks him out like the end of what's that film? Oh, Officer and a Gentleman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just walks, yeah, mm-hmm. that style. So they make a run for the active Stargate, and Jafar chasing him, and Jack is last to go through, giving a sucks-to-be-you shrug to her rock, <laughs> yeah. trying to get one more snark in. Um, Just because, why not? Until the blast hits the side of the Stargate, and he's like, never mind, I'm going through the Stargate yeah, I now, think I'm gonna bite. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's like when you're poking fun at someone, and then they're like, give you one. It's like, oh, still in danger. Got yeah. it, still in danger. So then back at the SGC, <laughs> oh. there is a red carpet ceremony. Yes, and when you hear the throne room music. You hear the Star Wars throne music. Leia's standing up there with medallions. Except it's Sam. Except it's Sam. And Coombs and Felga are awarded the Air Force Civilian Award for Valor. 
And Aww. Jack pins the medals on. He tells them that, yes, they've disobeyed orders, which in Jack's world is screwing up. Yeah. Twice. You done fucked up. But they wouldn't be here without him. They are true heroes. And he shakes their hands. And Sam, meanwhile, gives Coombs a kiss on the cheek and uh, then just grabs <laughs> Felger's head and In slow Yeah, nice, big, wet sloppy a stormy style kiss uh-huh. and then and then we hear the cheering fading out as Coombs calls his name and pokes him in the cheek Aww. and Felgers comes out of his daydream that part's so sad to me they're just in the lab calibrating things calling each other geek and nerd yeah. as we fade out mm-hmm. That part's very sad to me because I was like, oh, I wanted it all to be true. But then yeah. you were telling me that maybe some of it is true. Everything was true except for the ceremony. That's fair. So the, the they never intended for the entire thing to be a daydream, just the young part. And they kind of realized after the fact that they're I'm like, okay with that. oh, that's slightly, some people are thinking the whole thing was. No. And it was just the ceremony. Yeah, no, it was not all in a snow globe, no, guys. it was not all in a snow globe. <laughs> they really did I screw all that up. This one was really fun. It and was. we're going to wrap up a little faster than we did last time. Yeah. Just because we're in borrowed space. We are. But uh, I like it. It goes on my list. I can't remember where. We'll I can't remember mine either. Time. We'll cover it next time. It did go on our both. And like it, we both have it at like three and four. Or yeah. Like this. Yeah. Um, and but, next week we have allegiance. Yes. To the flag. Yeah. I'm done. Of the United States of Jaffa. Yes. <laughs> and to the blah, blah, blah. I'm, I can't even improv. I can't improv right now. Uh, we do have some patrons that we want to thank. Yes. Amanda Marshall. Uh, Magdalena Landman. And then Jack and I don't know if you're. If, I, I want to say Daria. Yeah. Jack and but no, but I was more going. I don't know if if you are related to each other. Oh, that's true. Or is, if you just happen to coincidentally have do, two people with the same cool. last name, which yeah. is really cool. Um, and then also thank you Eric B and Melissa Alba for upping your contribution. That's yeah, super, super appreciated, and you're awesome. Fun things coming your way. Yes. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, as always, you know where to find us. We're on Twitter at Terra Podcast. We're on Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. You can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. and patreoncom slash There's No Place Like Terra. Uh, thanks for working through the weird audio glitch. Yeah, we're sorry, guys. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.